Hi, and welcome to Voice on the Air, a podcast series brought to you by Voice at the Table. Voice on the Air explores topics that address common workplace challenges and help you figure out how to grow in your career. Our aim is to give you tips, insights, and ideas so you can develop and stand out. On each episode, we invite guests who will share their knowledge and advice in their specialist area. I'm your host, Andrea James. I teach busy professionals like you how to cook so that you can eat nutritiously even when you're focused on your career. Let's begin today's episode where we will look at professional presence. And we have the privilege of having Jane Constantinis, who is a communications expert here at Voice at the Table. I'll let Jane introduce herself a little more. Thanks, Andrea. Hello. I wish you could teach me to cook. (laughs) (laughs) I can. (laughs) <laughs> so I've I've been in the communications business for, well, 25 years, certainly, um, working as a, a BBC television voiceover, newsreader, presenter. I've worked with businesses, helping them with their branding and corporate identity. And for more than 20 years, I've been working with individuals, sometimes one-to-one, sometimes in small groups, to become better, more effective and more confident communicators. And and now I find myself combining all of those things. So I still am a voiceover. I'm, I still am a, a presenter. I speak at conferences and facilitate conferences. And I work with individuals. So it's lovely to be here uh, today talking to you about professional presence. Wow. Yeah, we're really in good hands. So we, we hear words like presence, authenticity, confidence, these kinds of broad words. And what exactly does presence mean? Mm. It's a good point because these words are used a lot. And I think most of the time we don't unpick them to analyze what they really mean mm. and how we can achieve them. And, and my, uh, my approach to the world of communications is very practical, very tangible, based on 23 years working in front of a, a camera, a microphone and an audience. So I, I, I've enjoyed unpicking the word present to discover what it really means. Um, so when you look it up in the dictionary, the word dignified comes up, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, mm. Amy Cuddy, the fantastic Amy Cuddy, uh, she of power posing fame, has written a book um, all about presence. And I actually uh, was lucky enough to see her speak on it the other day. And a word that comes out very strongly there is poise. Um, and there are other words around it as well. Um, calm is another word that I think is to do with presence and control. And actually, I think control is at the heart of all effective uh, communication. Maybe, maybe you'll agree with me that we we feel uh, least um, at ease when we're out of control in life generally. But well, absolutely. Yeah. When, when we're unprepared for something. Yeah. And actually... That- Sorry. Yes, you've, no, you, you've just raised the other key word, which is preparation. So if, if we if we unpick what presence is about, what it looks like, it's about how we behave, mm-hmm. sometimes physical behaviours, often physical behaviours. It's about how we look. It's about what we say and how we say it. But it's also, of course, about how we feel, because being a really effective communicator is as much about what's going on in our head 
as mm. what's coming out of our mouths. As in many things in life, you know, sport, I use a lot of sporting analogies in my work. And you don't win Wimbledon by having the best forehand. You win Wimbledon because you can cope with the pressure of the match points better than the other woman. And, yes. and being an effective communicator and communicating with presence and having presence is about the same thing. Well, I know that sports people do work very hard, but a lot of them are talented. Is presence similar? Is it something that we're, we're born with? Mm, good question. Um, I don't know if you know the work of Malcolm Gladwell and his, his brilliant book, Outliers. I'd really recommend mm -hmm. it. This is the book that spawned the 10,000 hours concept. You know, the idea that whether you're a sports person or a musician or a business person, you need to do whatever it is you do for 10,000 hours to be truly brilliant at it. But what he also addresses in this book, which I think is fantastic, is it's not just about raw talent. You need some natural attributes for the thing that you do, but you don't have to be the most talented to be the most successful. It's about mm -hmm. preparation, attention to detail and hard work. So this is great news for all of us um, because it means we can create the conditions in which we will have and more presence. Um, it's about process. And it's about preparation. So it's, it's entirely within our control to, 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 to acquire more presence. But I think it's also worth mentioning that it's not a level playing field. Mm. Um, and uh, headline news, and I always say this in every session that I run, I'm not the best presenter in the world, but I'm the very best that I can be. Yeah. And it's about each of us becoming the very best that we, we can be to fulfill our potential. So in practical terms, what, what does it mean? What, what can I do to, to be the best of me mm -hmm. each time? Yeah. So let, let's, let's pick a few very specific things that people can, can possibly take away and experiment with uh, today. So... Mm -hmm. One is, uh, and, and going back to this word um, poise and, and dignified from the, from the dictionary definition, um, Michael Caine, in an interview the other day, very um, interestingly, I think, said that when he was preparing for his first big film movie role in Zulu, and he was playing a British army officer, he mm -hmm. spent a lot of time studying powerful people, and of course, the word power is allied very closely to presence. And he studied um, how they behave um, and came up with, with two uh, key uh, findings, if you like. And one of them was that powerful people or people with presence speak slowly mm -hmm. and pause a lot. And the reason that they do that is that they are not expecting to be interrupted or they're not accustomed to being interrupted. I think that's that's very, very interesting. That is very interesting. I've not heard it put that way before. No, nor had I. Um, and, and, you know, I sometimes work with children in the classroom, helping them with their communication skills. And I obviously work with a lot of people who are parents. And I have passed this on to them because I think often 
the damage, if you like, is done very early on in our lives. Let's say that we're around the dinner table with our siblings and our family, whatever mm-hmm. shape or form that takes, and we are constantly shut down conversationally by maybe a, a, a more an older sibling or, or, you know, just somebody who is more vocal around the table. That breeds in us the habit of, of shutting down. Um, mm. And I, I think an expectation that we are going to be interrupted, that we're not going to be able to get to the end of our sentence. And therefore, the tendency is to speed up. And I see this in the training room all the time. People who lack confidence, people who at the beginning of our session lack presence or lack power or feel that they lack power, speak quickly to get get the material out, get the content out before somebody interrupts them. So um, slow down. Mm and pause and get used to the feeling of being in that silence, of holding the silence. Because there's a difference between a controlled pause and forgetting where you were and being in that slightly sort of panic mode. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's, that's a key thing. Um, allied to that, the other thing that, that uh, Mr. Kane observed about powerful and uh, people with presence is that they are still a similar thing to, to, to speaking slowly, that they are physically still. And if we think about people around us, people maybe that we admire, people we've seen on the telly or TED Talks or in a business environment, who we admire and who we feel have presence, they are often very, very still. They're yeah, not yeah. pacing around the stage. They use movement. Uh, it's important to use movement very deliberately as part of, of the choreography of if it's a formal presentation, say. Mm. But they, they, they go back to what you might call a resting position or a neutral position that is very calm and very still because that communicates to the audience that they have power, gravitas, car- that they're calm, that they're not panicking. So yes, I, on, the, on the extreme level, there'll be somebody flapping. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yes, a lot of a uh, lot of hand gestures. Too much. Too many hand gestures. Yeah. So I think I think those are two things: slow down, pause more, and and be still. Mm-hmm. There's another um, habit that people get into, and I have to say, women get into this particularly, and that is to diminish our content by using a whole range of, of weak words. So people very often start, uh, whether it's a meeting or a presentation, with, um, I'm just going to talk to you for a few minutes about. And that word just, tiny word, absolutely undermines your credibility. It almost suggests to the audience, do you know what, this is a bit rubbish. I'm only going to talk for a couple of minutes because it's really not very good. Eliminate that simple word. So I'm just going to talk to you for a couple of minutes. I'm going to talk to you today about. It creates a very different impression. Mm. Sort of, kind of. These are the words that slip in and they fill up space uh, as well. Uh, but they really undermine what you're, the value of what you're saying. Because if you don't value it, the audience won't value it. Yes, I'm very guilty of that and something that I'm focused on working on to remove all of these filler, filler words. Yeah, it's hard. 
Um, it requires real concentration to begin with. But again, you know, it's like a sport. It's like when you maybe change your backhand. <laughs> I'm making out that I'm a brilliant tennis player here. I'm not. But, you know, you have to, to begin with, you have to think about it very, very carefully and get yourself into the right position. But eventually mm. it becomes a habit and then it becomes second nature. So do persevere with it and do rehearse. And a, 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 a tip here is, to rehearse, whether it's a meeting, a presentation, or a bit of a presentation, and to deliberately slow your pace down to, to, to a, a, a degree that you wouldn't obviously do in, in the real thing, really, really slowly, in order that you can hold those pauses. So build in deliberately long pauses between sentences, between paragraphs, to eliminate the filler words. Brilliant. And then so, you can speed up again. Yes. So just very quickly, as we are running out of time, the, the three things that our listeners can take away for today. OK, so slow down, pause and be still. Mm -hmm. Lose the weak words and, and an apologetic tone that, that often goes with it. And the third thing, which I haven't covered, but I will now very briefly, is listening. Listening is a key skill that people with presence have. And listening is different from waiting to speak. It's about being present in the conversation, present in the moment with those individuals or that individual, good eye contact, actually properly listening to them and then responding. So those would be the three things that I would um, invite people to take away and put into practice to create the conditions in which you will have and which you will feel that you have more presence. Fantastic. Um, so for more information on professional presence and all the other things that we need to think about when we communicate, go to voiceatthetable.com. Thank you so much for listening. On our website, you can find out more about this topic as well as learn about workshops, access useful resources, and of course, get more of these marvelous podcasts. Thanks again, Jane, for your insights today. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm Andrea James. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm Andrea James, and um, I look forward to talking to you again at the next Voice on the Air. Remember, voiceatthetable.com for more information. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>